Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. And my name is Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and, and, and Dragons. Boom. Boom. Make a wrap out of that if you listen to Supercut that together. What are we doing today, Eduardo? Today we are copying all around us and wishing to the skies for we are talking Kenku. Kenku, okay, take me through how they work mechanically. Okay, well first of all Sam, I'm actually going to tell you what they look like. Okay. Because that's probably a good idea. So Kenku are humanoid birds is the best way to describe them. Okay. They typically look like crows and ravens and magpies. Whoa, okay. So those kind of things. How much so? Like anthropomorphized? Do they have arms or something? Yes, they do have arms. So no wings. And that's a big thing about their culture, which we'll get into. Okay. Um, so yeah, anthropomorphized uh, ravens, birds, corvids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have quite an interesting way that they run. And we'll get into that in terms of what their traits look like. Okay, so first up, the ability scores that they get a little boost on. Dexterity Mm -hmm. increases by two, Mm -hmm. and your wisdom increases by one. Okay. They have a base walking speed, a standard base walking speed of 30 feet. Okay. Uh, An interesting element that they have is something called expert forgery, where they can duplicate other creatures' handwriting and craft work. Whoa. So they have an advantage on all checks to produce forgeries or duplicates of existing objects. Mystique with a typewriter. Yeah. Um, they are proficient in two of these following skills. Acrobatics, deception, stealth, and sleight of hand. And you can pick those two. Yep. Okay. Uh, they have a thing called mimicry, where they can mimic any sounds that they've heard, including voices. Uh, a creature that hears the sound you make can tell if they are imitations with a successful wisdom check. Mm, by a useful. Check. Really useful. Uh, and you can read and write common and Auran, but What's you Auran? don't actually know. I've just read, read that and gone, need to figure that mm. out. But you can't speak. You can only speak using your mimicry trait. Kind of like, oh, what is that uh, transformer? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. He talks with the radio. Yes, exactly like Bumblebee when he talks like a radio. Now, obviously that's something that's quite interesting that we've stumbled upon there, and that actually goes back to the law around Kenku. Okay. L-O-R-E law. Oh, right, I see what you mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Long ago. In the mists of time. In the mists of time, uh, on the... Wondrous. Elemental plane of air. Nice. If you remember, we spoke about the wind dukes. Yes. Of Aqua or Aka. We did. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. Big city that stands basically at a point in, in the centre of um, a maelstrom of winds and things that fly mm-hmm. around. Uh, anyway, they used to live there, right? And they were explorers for those wind dukes. They were scouts. They'd go around, they'd figure stuff out. However, they basically, unable to resist the lure of some sparkling treasures, which kind of links in with the, the Corvid thing, the magpies, the crows, yeah. they plotted against the dukes, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, man, because at, at this moment in time, the elder Kenku is like, guys, we need to go and steal that shiny. Okay. Pokemon card, shiny Pokemon card. Nice. The shiny Charizard, first edition. Have one of those. I, yeah, same. Um, 
we need to go steal that shiny Charizard. How are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. And they came up with these ingenious ideas, right, to, to steal the shiny Charizard. And they overcome all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were caught. They were caught. And as punishment, the Dukes took away three things from them. Oh, this okay. is going to be bad. So they imposed these curses. First of all, the wings that the Kenkus had. And they looked a little like um, Aracocras in that they were bipedal and they had wings across the back. Okay. Their wings fell away. Right. Okay. Okay. No more wings for the Kenku. So they fell off. They don't have any wings no, physically. Burnt, burnt away. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Dusted. Dusted. Yeah, exactly. So that's number one. So they can no longer um, fly. Uh, no longer fly. Okay. Second. So because they were so clever in the ingenuity and the way that they sort of came up with this is how we're going to go steal that shiny Charizard. Mm -hmm. um, they were stripped of their ingenuity and their ability to... Plot. Plot, yeah, yeah, exactly. The ability, the spark of like creativity. Magpies. Yeah, they're getting right, there. Right, okay. So that's number two. And then the third thing, to make sure that they couldn't talk to each other and divulge any secrets, they took, they were, they're cursed and their voices were disappeared. Jeez. Okay. Okay. After this point, they were then ejected from the elemental plane of air and sent out into the material plane to carve out whatever they could for themselves. Whoa. So, okay. So pretty rough that back in the rough, day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, typically, what this means is they have certain talents that go very well with certain. I guess. Um, storylines. Not storylines. Certain talents that go well with certain jobs or jobs, oh, okay. you know, where you I mean? fit in the world. Yes, exactly. So, the out of those three things that have lost, the one that has hit them the hardest mm -hmm. is the lack of their f ability to fly. Okay. Yeah. And what this means is that is a kick in the teeth. Yeah. It def well, or beak. wings. Kick in the beak. <laughs> yeah. What this means is is they tend to live in places of of intense height. To kind of get as close as they can to the sky again, right. so you'll find them a lot in towers, in um, like abandoned water butts, like magpies. Um, like magpies. Magpies can fly though. Oh, but well, yes. yeah, but like flightless crows then. Yeah, exactly, exactly like those flightless crows. Um, so that's then they're real, Ed. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, they're obsessed with anything that can fly. So flying carpets, brooms, mm. you know, the, the fly spell, some of them, anybody who turns into like sort of a, a magical thing, they'll obviously, one of the main spells they learn is fly. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's that's one thing that drives them, right? So that's that's the kind of, right, this is the big game. And any Kenku player, yeah. if you're playing them, that's always going to be at the forefront of your mind. Okay. Right, okay. You might have your own other objectives that you want to achieve. But no, they're underpinned by these couple of things. Yes, exactly. These things okay. would probably be the most thing, most uh, tempting yeah. things that can move you away from whatever your current thing is there, right? Now, because they can't, they're not, they don't have the creative flair anymore, what they do have is they have the ability to completely replicate things that they can see. Okay. And that comes into that uh, trait of the forgery thing. So this... this um, race is actually really nice because it works really well with the whole rules backing up the law. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Exactly. So the fact that they can do, uh, they have advantage when they're making forgeries and duplicates of existing objects, and that's that's objects that exist. Right? Yeah. So you could become a Kenku uh, fine art 
Oh, um, that went a different way. Yeah, you could be a Kenku Fine Art. Uh, what's it called? Aficionado. Aficionado slash mm-hmm. forger. Like, or like, if you're a Kenku Bard, mm. you could be like Quentin Tarantino. Everything's a remix. You make these one-man shows. Mm-hmm. What if Charlie Chaplin was Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. So the, and the interesting thing is, right, that works. So the Bardy thing... And that's not even my character for this week, Ed. It doesn't matter, don't worry. The Bardy thing works really well because they can listen to anything, right? So they yes. it sounds that they've heard, including voices. Mm-hmm. So if they listen to, like, they go to a full Led Zeppelin concert, right, and they listen to the entirety of the Led Zeppelin... Um, back catalogue. Back catalogue, which is a long time. It's a long concert. Yeah. Uh, then they can literally go home and go, and they go, oh, how was the gig? And he just goes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he just mm-hmm. opens ding, it. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? And then forever. Rebelon! Yeah. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby. So he can use I that. I do that all day. I know. He <laughs> can use that to communicate. Yeah. They're like, oh, what, what's that small person called? I don't know. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Yeah, right, thanks, I got it. Uh, <laughs> There was a moment of real panic in your eyes. Of, oh, God. Oh, God. What does he want me to do? I didn't know there'd be a test. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so then they can do that, which basically that's how they communicate, right? It's okay. through um, heard elements that are regurgitated. Okay. Okay. So they can't speak anymore, but they can they can rip everything off mm-hmm. really bloody well. Okay. Okay. So that's that one. Um What's the last one? Oh, that's that's a bit, a bit of both, actually, because they can't speak and then they can't actually create things themselves, mm-hmm. right? So, why these things, right, and wherever they are, what they are useful for is they basically, part of their physiology, I guess, or their, their want to exist is mm-hmm. they actually, they want to serve something or someone, okay. right? They, they are sort of preconditioned almost to have a master or somebody telling them what to do right. because they don't have the ability to create ideas for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. you just, they'll just float along unless they're told, you guys, go over there and rebuild all of those chairs and tables. Right, okay. Okay, and then they'll start rebuilding all those chairs and tables. So they mm-hmm. need somebody to figure things out for them and do it, which makes them ideal for, like, minion characters yeah. or things like that. Oh, well. yes, Master. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, well, he wouldn't say that, though, would he? Well, we'd I say mean, it like Eagle, wouldn't he, because he'd heard it on yes, Horror exactly. Channel. exactly. He's watched Frankenstein. Obviously. Who hasn't? <laughs> so, they can be used, because of the reproduction element and the fact that they can't create any sort of variation, they make very good messengers. Like... Crows, yes, yes, actually, yeah. When they when they can speak, because they they do have that ability to recreate ravens. I think it is more than crows. They yes. have that because they're slightly more intelligent. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, so because they are light and relatively small, they get used a lot for uh, sort of thieves guilds and things like that. Because mm-hmm. obviously they've got that yeah. of dexterity. They've got that sort of bird element. They're all dark. They're black feathered and all that kind of thing. Works quite nicely there. And because they are um, compliant, there's no sort of guild master who's going to be worried about yeah. betrayal. Kind of like the Winter Soldier. Boxcar, 25, Grandmother, Jam. Yes, ready to exactly. comply. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, they're obsessed with metals and shiny things. So you could pay them off with copper like crows like crows and no like magpies, magpies is the one you're after one day i'll say that You'll and say, it'll be the like right crows. bird yeah um they're really good at counting i mean i don't know if magpies are no oh. crows yeah 
Are they really good at counting? Counting crows. Oh. Don't worry, it's bad. It was a bad Accidentally one. in love. It's okay. Uh, okay, right. So how, do, how does somebody who's so, or something that is so reliable on um, being told what to do and other things like that, how do they possibly become an adventurer, right? How do they move away from this flock of other birds and other things where they're told what to do and they're kind of given direction? Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you definitely have to think about. Okay. Um, it might be maybe they are tasked by their master to follow a collective of people. But as soon as you start putting Kenku out into other areas, mm-hmm. they they're then in another flock, right? Yeah. And because they're so um, literal. Yeah. As soon as it's like, right, he's gonna look after you now. It's like, okay, he's gonna look after me now. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then and then that Kenku is part of. So you really oh, have go to... and boil your head. Okay. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. Where are you going? And then he just immediately says, "Go and boil your head." In the same same way yes. that it's been said. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, that it's terrible. Dark. But they make really good sidekicks, I guess. And yeah. if you're happy as a player character mm-hmm. of going, okay, I'm gonna, I've got this this thing which has got some really interesting ways to kind of play with the whole languages and the mimicry, mm-hmm. and a really good way to do that. Because um, I've been thinking, like, yes, it probably does get annoying, and it's quite difficult if you have uh, other players who maybe do accents and things like that, and you can't necessarily recreate that accent as well. Yeah. Why not take those sort of sound clipboard applications, and I don't uh, encourage use of mobile phones on the table, but, but this might be one of those points where it is a good good idea, because you can literally sit there and record... Um, as you go along. As you go along useful sayings that you can have mm-hmm. so you listen to the barbarian go like I want a beer don't touch me time, yeah, I want a shellfish exactly every time you want a beer you, you press play on that little yeah. sound clip kind mm-hmm. of thing works quite nicely oh right? it feels so good oh it feels so good <laughs> <laughs> yes um, yes 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 you understand got it I see you've understood the premise of what I'm saying here thank you Sam <laughs> do you ever regret bringing me into certain circles <laughs> no we're all good. Right, so that's that. That's how they work and maybe how they would go adventuring. Um, thoughts, plans? Do you want to do a character box? Do it. Okay. This uh, Kenku is a prize fighter by day. He is a Kenku rogue. Okay, nice. And by day, he is a prize fighter that serves only the audience. They're like, hit him in the face, hit him in the face. And he's like, hit him in the face. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Right, okay. But by night, he is an assassin who takes on the qualities of those people who he kills. Ah, so this is this is the Iron Man versus Captain America. Analyze the fight patterns, mm-hmm. and then it, and then the suit does the work yep. for him, right? Yeah, that's interesting. But it's like, how did he take it? And he goes, Oh fucking Christ! No, <laughs> boil my head instead. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually what the guy said to him while he was killing him. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, and it's because they can't stray from that. It's like, what's the proof that the assassination has been done? Exactly. And you've got that there. Exactly, Edge. Yeah. That's nice. I like the fact that it basically becomes like a... a I mean, it's really dark, but they beca- it becomes a video game character, right? Mm-hmm. Kind the crowd, of. The crowd are just pressing the buttons that makes him do the right yeah, hook. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Real Steel, remember that? Yes. The Hugh uh, Jackman robot boxing yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. What a film, it's by a, the way. It's a very good film, yeah. surprisingly so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's kind of like that, you know, you can take control and then you can do the shadow boxing thing. Yeah. Remember that where Hugh Jackman does it? And then the robot's doing it in the background. Yeah. yeah I like that a lot. 
Uh, okay, cool. Nice one. Shall we uh, play the jingle? Play the jingle. What's that spell? 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 What's my spell? Okay, so today's What's That Spell is brought to you by a slightly different spellbook. What? Being something that we have been working on ourselves here at Starter Set Inc. Mm -hmm. For a little while now. For a little while now. Um, and that is coming from something called Aramaeus... Oh, God. Aramaeus Alston's Anthology of the Absurdly Arcane. Which I feel like we should add to our D&D Tongue Twisters highlights on Instagram. Very much so. That is a good idea. <coughs> so, Sam, now I've been... So what's, what's, what we've basically done is we have created a spell book of some interesting spells that are um, slightly... Wacky. Yeah, exactly. Useful but useless. A bit of both. <laughs> yeah. These spells are ultimately, well, useful, useless... But deadly. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I've been doing a lot of the spell creation, so Sam still kind of sort of knows, but doesn't know maybe all of them. There's a few in there that you've done as mm -hmm. well. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, whilst we also have actual uh, diary entries coming in from the human wizard who has created all of these spells. Hey, Ed, can our listeners pick this up anywhere for themselves? Uh, yes, you certainly can. You can find this on the DMs Guild. We'll I, link to that in yeah, the description we'll below. Yeah, we'll put in the description and you'll find it there. Uh, have a look, check it out, and you'll probably bring some stuff into your campaign because there are some, if I do say so myself, quite fun spells in here. And if you do do that, um, take a picture of your board, tag in your your crew, and send that to us and we'll repost it on our site. That'd be cool. We'd love to see you guys using our stuff. Mm, definitely. All right, let's get into it. Are you ready, Sam? I am so ready. Uh... First <clears throat> spell, third level illusion, Razmataz. This is when, ooh, maybe you curse someone and they can't stop dancing. <laughs> nice. No. <sighs> so, Razmataz. Help write this. This is embarrassing. I know. <laughs> so, Razmataz, you take a set of normal clothes and you make them appear to be high-quality, top-of-the-line garments, allowing Ooh. you to appear as a noble folk. If you put a bin bag on your head, does that count if you tear a head hole? Yep. Amazing. It's just, whatever you're wearing is now fancy-ass clothes. Amazing. Um, this basically allows you to com communicate with high members of society. Um, you get advantage on all deception and persuasion checks to maintain your cover as a noble. Uh, Amazing. That's one. All right. Like crows. Exactly like crows. <laughs> Uh, let's do this one. Hit me. Black Arts Acne. Is it where you create, like, loads of acne on someone and it explodes? <clears throat> yes. Is it? Yeah. Amazing. I think this is one of the ones that, that we've we've discussed. You've, you've is remembered it? I well. I don't think so. So, you cover oh, the face. Oh, I can't get anything around no, here, can I? I can't give you anything. Um, that is a point for you, yes. Well Sodger points. <laughs> You cover the face of a target creature with 1d6 worth of huge white-headed spots. Uh, these pop in sequence at the beginning of the turn, spraying uh, 10 feet of acid in front of the target, dealing 2d6 acid damage. Once all the spots have popped, the target takes 5d10 acid damage. Okay. So that's going to be a disgusting-ass time. Down for that. Um, and then finally, this one's pretty straightforward. It's a third-level enchantment, reverse volume. Makes loud things quiet or quiet things loud. 
Yeah. Why would you want to do that? I mean, we wrote it, but why would you want to do that? Well, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, that's true. Um, you touch a creature, the volume at which the creature speaks is proportionately reversed, with whispers becoming shouts, and shouts becoming whispers for the duration of the spell. And that lasts an hour. Oh, God. Can you imagine if you did it like half eight and you go half nine? <laughs> Good night, honey! Good night. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> That took me a while. I love you, Mom. I love you, Sal. <laughs> You're my best friend. Oh, the other thing. Actually, now that I've just said that, should we make it so the target is unaware that that is the case? Yeah, you can... If you see someone doing it, that's fine, but you can have you can be crept up on and silenced. Yes, okay. I'm just writing that. I like that. I like Lovely that. stuff. So that's What's That Spell, featuring Aramaeus Alston's anthology of the absurd, absurdly arcane... Nailed it. Just about. Just about. <laughs> Check it out on... Uh, the DM's Guild. Yep. And we will see... Do you want to take the to finish the show? Yeah, we'll, uh, we're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and Acast. We're on Instagram, Starts at Podcast. We're on Twitter, Starts at Show. We'll retweet stuff and um, it's a great way for you to let us know what you think about the show. We're also on Facebook, Starts at Podcast. Ed, would you like to see our guests out? I certainly will. As always, guys, you've been our listeners. We've been Starter Set. Roll well, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. And I told her if he didn't put the gun down, I wasn't going to give him any Doritos. <laughs>